Hello, my name is Joanne Murphy and I'm the Chief Operating Officer at the Charter Banker Institute, the world's oldest professional banking institute. Welcome to our new podcast series on the future of skills and learning in banking. I'm your host for this first series. The idea of these podcasts came from our annual banking conference in November 2020, when we held a panel session on creating a culture of lifelong learning in the workplace, which we catchily titled, You Don't Know What You Don't Know. If you haven't already seen it, then I thoroughly recommend you go back and watch that session after hearing these podcasts. Throughout this series, we'll be looking at many different aspects of the future of professional skills and learning in the banking profession, but we are also intending on occasion to bring banking learning experts together with experts from other sectors to discuss the future of learning and building sustainable careers more widely. I hope you enjoy the podcasts, and if you do, then please feel free to share them more widely via your social media. Hello, my name is Joanne Murphy and I'm the Chief Operating Officer at the Charter Banker Institute, the world's oldest professional body for banking in the world. Welcome to our podcast series on the future of skills and learning in banking. I'm your host and today we'll be looking at career progression in uncertain times and the impact of COVID-19 in creating additional barriers to progression and greater inclusion in the workplace. It is my greatest pleasure to introduce our guest, author and executive coach and TED Talk speaker, Sue Lybird, MBE and non-executive director of Abstract. Welcome, Sue. Hello, pleasure to be with you today. Oh, thank you, Sue. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm just going to kick, kick off. Um, so I tracked down a copy of your book, You Can and You Must, um, Career Planning for Changing Times. Um, it was obviously, it was written in 2014 or it was published in 2014 and what really struck me was how relevant it was for the times that we actually find ourselves in right now and one of the first things that I really wanted to ask you was um, whether um, your sort of career planning principles that you outlined in the book whether um, moving on to 2021 whether you would any that you would recommend or further reinforce as a result of the pandemic? Yes, well, first of all, thank you for tracking down the book. That's absolutely fabulous. Um, and as you quite rightly say, um, it was published back in 2014, and I think it continues to have relevance today. The, the principles that I um, espouse in the book um, really and truly were about where we were at that time, but what I had done was look to the future. And that's one of the things I really encourage people to do. It's really important that we all stay relevant and we stay current. So it's important we find a way to look at what are some of those future trends. So we keep an eye on the, on the future and therefore we can adapt ourselves um, and our career and our thinking in relation to what we think is coming on the, um, on the horizon. So um, one of the things I talk about is the importance of creating your North Star. Um, as much as I love planning, um, the key thing is, is not to over plan things, not to over plan your career, because uh, the, the pace of change right now is so fast. So to have a general direction and the beauty of having a North Star is it's a it's a it's a direction of travel. 
and that just quietly pulses away and allows us to um, have a sense of progression, um, gives us a sense of uh, more certainty because one of the challenges is in, in times of a lot of change, fast paced change, um, then it can increase our uncertainty, increase our uncertainty leads to us feeling far more pressure, feeling more, more stress. Um, so I love the, the principle around, you know, create your North Star and then just start moving out in that direction. I think it's really important. Um, I mean, another uh, principle for me, um, and hopefully that comes through in the book, is about relevancy. Um, again, because of the nature of the way that um, the pace of changes, the way that uh, work is changing, uh, we have you know, new roles today that we didn't have six years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago. Um, and even if we, you know, we look at somebody's title today, um, the roles and responsibilities they have with regards to the title today may well have been very, very different 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So there's lots of change. So the key thing for me is about staying relevant and to stay relevant then, one of the things is for me is about making sure that we continue our uh, personal and professional development. And it's both things, personal and professional. You have to stay relevant in terms of our roles, but we also have to make sure that we, um, you know, develop our own growth mindsets. One of the things that the pandemic has done, I think has drifted us towards quite a fixed and binary mindset. Uh, good, bad, yes, no. Um, I'm a this person, I'm not a this person. So we've got lots of binaries. Um, and when we get binary, we get fixed. So one of the key things for me is around maintaining a growth mindset and through our learning and development thinking and approaches uh, that enables us to uh, think and, and, and therefore be different. I think that was one of the things that, that sort of really resonated with me was about that adaptability and how important that was that you were able to adapt to different situations because that was what really supported you in times of challenge and in times of change. And, and, and one of the things that came through clear is that the one thing that's consistent is that, that things will always change nothing stays the same um so I, th I think i think that was that was really really clear and, and and came through do you think um just touching on the pandemic then do you think that what what has that meant obviously it's had an, um, such a massive impact on career development full stop we've all had to learn and adapt in different ways quickly um back to that adaptable and, and growth mindset and the way that we go about and and carry out but but actually what does that mean for progressing our, our careers when we're no longer in the office we're no longer our networks have become much more virtual um and our presence has changed as well so so anything that sort of resonates to you in terms of what um what we maybe need to do differently now in terms of career development now that we're in this this new era well, in terms of career development, I would argue that um, 
it's important for people right now to surface what I call their fears, their doubts and their anxieties, believe it or not. Um, we've got a lot of people, particularly who are um, of underrepresented groups or if they are a minority, sitting in organisations right now who have high levels of doubt, anxiety and concern. I, I, I think everybody has it to a degree, do not get me wrong, but particularly if you are an underrepresented group. And if we are operating from a place of fear, doubt and anxiety, we have a, our um, ability in terms of how we make decisions can be affected. Um, we're living with a level of stress and anxiety that uh, we wouldn't ordinarily. And, and therefore uh, our creativity is, is, is also diminished. So I actively encourage people, first of all, is there's a piece of work just to look at um, those internal stories, that internal narrative. Um, because those fears, doubts and anxieties are absolutely contagious and they can infect our dreams, uh, infect our planning in, in, and infect our, uh, our ambition. So I think a start point is to really unpack those. Um, then um, one of the things, and in, in, in fact, you, you know, in, in my introduction, you mentioned I'm a non-executive um, director of Abstract. And one of the things in Abstract we, we teach is the spectrum of consequences and the, what I call the trilogy of answers is one of the things we talk about. Yes, no, best alternative. And it's that thinking. So what are the spectrum of, of, of consequences? You know, what is the trilogy of answers? Um, that we need to apply to then our career planning. So as I've said, you know, we have a North Star, we have a general idea of what it is that we want to do. Well, we may be very, very crystal clear. However, the route to get there is where we maybe need to think about being a bit more creative and innovative. So it's the, who have we got in our network that can help us get to the next step? Um, what are the skills? What is the, what are the ex, what's the expertise? What, what knowledge do I need? Um, not just today, but again, back to the, what is this role or this next step going to look like six months from now, next year, two years from now, and therefore giving some thought to then planning about what we need to put in place for that. And I think it's worth, um, just adding that the majority of new posts and roles are not advertised. So less than 40% of roles are advertised. And uh, people get new opportunity by leveraging their networks or by asking for a secondment or asking for a sabbatical or asking to shadow. So it's the, if you've got an idea of where you want to go and you're open and you're curious, so you're not in a place of fear, you're open and you're curious, and you go, actually, I'm quite interested in having a little look over there. It's a little bit like try before you buy. So off you go, you have some of that experience. And then lo and behold, if you show an aptitude and ability, uh, capability, then invariably what happens is you get offered a role. It's the, would you like to stay? Or would you like to come back? And lo and behold, that's not a role that was ever advertised, but you've got it because you've tried it before you've bought it. So when we come to looking then at career planning now, it is not being so rigid and fixed, being a little bit more creative, 
not being trapped in our fear and our doubt and our anxiety. Some of that thinking is a little bit rigid and isn't our friend. Just, just building on that point, that made me remember something else that you talked about, which was about reframing obstacles yes. you face. You see, um, it's, it's an interesting one because, you know, we talk about obstacles and, and, and things that, you know, have a stumble as though they're always negative, but they can be really be a good friend. Number one is, of course, they, you know, test our resilience. Um, they help us with our creativity because we've got, you know, let's say this rock sitting in front of us and it's just the, right, how am I going to get around that? Uh, how am I going to get over it, under it, round it? Um, but again, the obstacle could actually have been the destination. It's the, the unpacking of it, the looking at it, how we're going to overcome it may well be something that surfaces something that we did not know that was there. And um, I just think obstacles can be our friend. They're not always a negative. They're really not. Yeah, it did, did make me smile. What an obstacle could be your greatest ally. But, but I totally get that because, as you said, as you unpack it and you have to think about different ways to approach it, you're growing at the same time. Yes, you are. And that experience, and you might end up in a completely different destination. But you might love being there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I had another wee question for you. And mm -hmm. that was about what was the best piece of career advice that you had received? And could you share that with our members? Well, um, I have to thank, um, believe it or not, my mum and my dad for this one. And uh, the best piece of career advice I was given fairly early on was, um, Sue, you're going to be Marmite. Some people are going to absolutely love you and some people aren't. So first of all, don't build a career around having people um, always looking to love and like you because it's not going to happen. So, you know, very grounded in some, you know, some reality. But the second piece was, Create your career yourself. It it's not owned by anybody else. Career by design. And as a consequence to that, you know, for some people I appreciate that may actually have been an obstacle, but not for me. What that has meant was that um, I've done, I've managed my career in such a way where I, because I've come from a place of curiosity, I've gone, I'm interested in this particular area. So off I've gone, I've you know, made sure I've got educated in that space, I've developed the appropriate skills or knowledge, I've worked in that space. And then when I've got full mastery of it, then I've gone, oh, so where could that now take me? And as a consequence, I've had um, public sector experience, I've had armed forces experience, I've uh, had obviously corporate uh, experience, you know, professional services, um, consulting experience and I've worked across lots of different sectors which together enabled me to become this human capital innovation consultant. It's enabled me to be a, a, I think quite a profound and effective coach and mentor because the diversity of experience and that all came out of the career by design not by default 
So I've got into a sector and then it's the, an expectation that I have to do everything. So I've been able to move around. So HR director roles, chief operating officer roles, fabulous. Career by design, best bit of advice I ever got. Yeah, I completely, that totally resonates with me. And I, I've spoken to other people as well. It's about that. It's like building your bandwidth. Don't always think about career progression as it has to be completely vertical that Absolutely. you want to get that horizontal experience because you just don't know what you'll discover and you have to give yourself those opportunities yeah yes yeah. so it's been absolutely fabulous to get your insight today thank you so much far too short as as always but i'm sure lots and lots of takeaways um, for our listeners really just really like to thank you for taking part today um and being a fabulous guest um, so that's all we have time for. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed Sue's insightful contributions and can take something away from that. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening um, and speak to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.